Middle and high school cross-country athletes receive 20% off regular price shoes and spikes for the month of July and August, only at Three Rivers Running Company in Fort Wayne. Indiana Runner Podcast Season 6, Episode 9. Nice. Taylor Marshall and I go through the possible boys podium teams, by my estimation, starting at number 11 and counting down to 5. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. Become best friends. Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right, Colin Altavo, Taylor Marshall, two guys with a face for radio and a voice for traditional print media. We're going to bring you another podcast here. This is it's getting exciting. It's getting up there on the, these teams. These are the boys podium contenders. We're going to go teams that we think can make the podium. Are you ready to count down these teams? Countdown from number 11, Colin. Let's okay. go. All right. Starting at number 11. This is number 11 in our Indiana runner preseason rankings. This is not number 11 on INCC stats. I believe this team is number 15 on INCC stats, but I trust them about as far as I can throw them. And you've seen me before. That ain't very far. That ain't very far. Yeah. This is also a team with a soft spot in my heart, having been a former assistant there. Number 11, Columbus North. Columbus North has a 5.1% chance to finish on the podium. Now, we are recording this on July 12th, the day that the fever came from 23 points down to take the Liberty into overtime but still lose, a game that you and I attended. And we'll talk about maybe a little bit on our Patreon. Um but we're going to release these slowly. So this podcast for general consumption may not come out till closer to like August 1st. So in I'm saying that because in between us recording this and it being released for anyone to hear, not those with early access, which is almost everyone, some of these percentage chances could change as they update something along the lines of Neil White ran like nine. 30 for 3,200 meters, 924 for 3,200 meters. That may move him up. That may move Columbus North's chances around a little bit when INCC stats updates for track times. Right. Cool. Okay. Columbus North is on a four-year podium streak, and one of those years was a state championship. However, they only have two of seven back, thus their 5.1% chance to finish on the podium before the track update, which I think would affect them marginally, if at all. Uh, the dogs bring back three under 10 minutes and then a fourth right at 10 minutes whose father is the coach. Okay. Um, my question for you, the committee of one. Okay. Let me see if I can get them on the line. Hold up. Yes. Oh, wait, I don't like it that way. So for the committee of one, my question for you this is... This is an audio medium. I turn my headphones around, but it only works in one ear, and I want that to be the left ear. I didn't like it just in the right. Uh, we're not working with stereo over there? We got... I don't know. Adam. We, got, we, got, we got the stuff from the nickel and dime store. It works out. Uh, okay, the tradition. Does that equal the ranking? I'm, I yeah, don't absolutely. know. It's... it's Soft it's spot. Equal, it's equal... No, no. Mm. No, it's equal part tradition and coaching, which in this case aren't exactly the same. Okay. The tradition of the, well, it kind of is because the, the coach that led Columbus North to five 
state championships on the boys is their assistant. Right. The head coach has not coached the Columbus North boys to the state championship. So I don't know if that is the tradition necessarily, but I think, you know, obviously how great of a coach it, it is. It would be, it, we wouldn't do this. I mean, the, this isn't how we cover the sport. We wouldn't do a ranking of coaches or whatever, but if we were to do that, Sluter would, would have like a single digit number next to his name. Yeah. And absolutely. it would be closer to one than nine. Deservingly. So um, I, I just, I think 11 is high. I this maybe this is Snapchat fodder. I I like Columbus North. I'm a big coach Sluter fan. I I just I don't know if what we're seeing I give I give I give Columbus North a 50% or better chance to finish in the top 10. I'll take top I'll take top 10 of the state meet. Yeah, I give them a 50% or better chance to finish in the top 10. So given that I don't think 11 is too high. Okay. We'll see. We will see. And this is, I mean, when we get up to this point, this is part of the discussion, right? Yeah. Is like, and and we'll get into it because you and I, well, we were we were uh, hanging out earlier at the basketball game, and then we I had sent you this, and we did some texting back and forth, and you'd said, I actually don't like this team as much as I like these teams. And I think we can get into that in a way that's respectful and talking about it and not necessarily putting, putting people down that when you get to the top part, you do want to talk about some of these different things. Sure. Uh, okay. Here we go. Number 10 Valparaiso. Valparaiso has a 16.5% chance to make the podium. They were last on the podium in 2017 which is not that long ago and they have just two of six back from the state meet meaning only one of their seven didn't finish we don't know who that was uh they did in the track season have 929 and 930 and then another returner at 430 yeah so they're they're kind of interesting because it looks like as they're at the state meet, they had maybe some availability issues uh, where some of the better guys didn't necessarily compete. Uh, and then one who is noted notable, but maybe I didn't see in the, uh, in the track season. Um, we'll check on that here later, but I, I think they have to see some improvement in, and then guys who are healthy uh, later in the year who, who would have helped improve that 13th place finish. Um I think I think this one's a little bit more top ten. You're in the top ten, right? It is. You know, as we get through some of these, like these are the podium contenders. We're going to get down to five, yeah. But they're all kind of close, and I don't think any any of the ones that we talk about today are like locked in. Yeah, this is. So I think it, it almost feels like all of these teams are like, yeah, they're more like top 10, but mathematically one of them's got to finish, you know, in the top five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I go through them and I was, I wrote a lot of these bios last night and I finished it up today that there's a, there's, there's a gulf between the top three teams in Valparaiso or our ninth team, our eighth team, our seventh team, even six and five, there's just yeah. such a huge K 
chasm between those that, you know, the, the number one team might even be able to use the next seven to finish ahead of some of these other teams. Yes. But Valpo's, even though with just two of those seven back, when they start at 929 and 930 and then a 430, like this year compared to the the previous years, it's going to go deeper to get to that fifth team. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. Number nine, North Ridge. North Ridge. Now these, the percentage chances are based on INCC stats. And Andy and I were talking about this the other day, and he brought up a good point, which is, you know, like, for instance, how can the sixth best team have a lower percentage chance to win or to, or to finish in the top five or whatever than the seventh team and the eighth team? It's, it's depth. So if, if that team, yeah. the, the, the score, the team rating is based on the top five, but then you also have to factor in the sixth and the seventh. But Andy had said, and this is maybe more for the title team contenders, like that doesn't factor in the eighth best kid and the ninth best kid and the 10th best kid. It just takes the top seven and then simulates them through those rounds and the standard deviations of uh, how, you know, how likely is this kid to run crummy? How likely are all of their kids to run bad? But really the truth is if they're running poorly in September or earlier in October, what happens if they get replaced and that's not in, factored into the simulations? And I don't even know how you do that. I don't even know how you do the INCC stats to begin with, other than I've been able to reverse engineer the um, the meet ratings, weekly ratings. Right. I can get pretty close on that ahead of time in the middle or end of the season. Anyways, Northridge, 29.4% chance to finish on the podium. So that's higher, much higher than our previous two teams. And it's actually going to be higher than our next two teams. Northridge was last on the podium in 2007. They have four of their seven back, but Taylor, this is probably why they have such a high percentage chance to finish on the podium and why they're so high up on INCC stats. Two of them were freshmen and they're twins. I don't know if they're identical twins though, which that is an important distinction. Sure. Um, and what is not included in INCC stats yet as of this podcast uh, but is a factor is there strong times this track season? Yes, but I don't know that, for instance, when we get to some of these other teams, the the track times can help you but can't hurt you. Right. Some of these teams, the track times were so outrageous compared to what they'd been in cross country or where their preseason rating is in cross country that it's going to help. Like, for instance, if a kid ran 9-13, but he was like 50th at a semi-state the year before, yeah, that's going to vault somebody way up. Northridge's track times, they've got what I'd call a foundation. That's these three athletes. One that ran 432 and 938. I think that could help, but it's not going to help to like send somebody from 80th to 12th. Sure. Some of these schools do have an 80th to 12th. They had a you know, 433. Now that was a freshman and a 951, also a freshman, those those brothers. Yeah. So they could make a big jump as sophomores, potentially. I think they but could, but I if I were to look through, now this isn't mathematically supported, which INCC stats is. So this is more anecdotal. I think that when you all it's based on a percentage 
So like if you ran 20 minutes, you're likely based on percentage to bump up to whatever. Yeah. But I think it would it really should start to taper off. And when we look at good freshmen, especially if it's a freshman that was like close to an all state level. It's harder to improve at the same rate as the average freshman. Yes. In, in my experience, I think that there's often a, a kid that we talked about this with with the, the freshman from West View. And, yeah. and maybe, maybe that kid will get up to that level. I don't know. But he's predicted to be to make a jump from where he was last year, which was very good. I think he was in the top 20 and he won his semi-state. Yeah. But he's predicted to go from there to the Tony Conway Todd level. And we just didn't see anything in the track season that leads us to believe he's going to get to that point. Yeah. Now, another six months is way different for a 15-year-old than it is for an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old. But I, I wonder if that is maybe the case with the Northridge kids, especially the one that was fourth at the semi-state and jumping up. So I think I have Northridge a couple spots lower than INCC stats because I'm just a little more hesitant on freshman boys making a big a freshman boy going from 45th at the state meet to then he's being predicted to fifth. And we yeah. just, so it's just so rare to have a sophomore. It's almost always predicted that it happens that the sophomore is going to be in the top five or the top 10. And then in reality, it's just, I mean, who, rare. who were, who were the last sophomores to finish up that high? Cole, Cole did. Yeah. Um, Ben did. I'm sure there's someone else that I'm not thinking of between the two of them. Those are the yeah. two that come to my mind. And of course, I'm obviously my memory is, is a little skewed that I'm more likely to remember the kids that went to Carmel than somewhere else. So. Okay. Yeah. The last thing I had about Northridge is that uh looks like they're just missing uh, a, a one piece to move ahead of a couple of teams that are ranked ahead of them. Like, I think they're just missing a little something. Yeah, and, and I don't know what they could get, but we've talked about North Northridge, Goshen, Westview, just the general that general area and the attitude and the, the culture of that. And then, and then the tradition of Northridge, which is, yeah, Northridge hasn't been on the podium since 2007, and that feels like a long time ago, but, like, it wasn't that long ago, and it hasn't been that long. Now, different coach, but the coach that – I, I think he's still the coach. It's the boys coach was the girls coach back at Northridge when they were consistently finishing on the podium in the, in the late nineties in the O's. Yeah. That th there's a tradition of Northridge that is still carrying on, even though Josh Fletcher isn't the coach anymore. Yeah. Number eight, Floyd central Floyd is the team that I mentioned earlier about, well, they've got this, this rating based on five, but their percentage chance is lower than some of the teams that are ranked behind them. Floyd has a 16.6% chance to finish on the podium. They were last on the podium in 1991. And that was with a state championship team. So you were born and then Floyd said, okay, one more time on the podium. And then yeah. we're not going to do it again until maybe this guy starts a subscription based podcast in conjunction with another readily available podcast but here we are taylor and they've got a shot so you're saying there's a chance um 
Yeah, I like Floyd. I think this is a team that could be really dangerous if healthy, right? We know how good Will Conway is. He's going to be in contention for the overall championship, right, to win individually. Um, and then they have another all-state level guy as their number two, right? So he's he was an all-stater last fall. So they could be pretty dangerous. Uh, the, like you had maybe mentioned, the depth isn't quite there. Uh, but bringing back six of seven and see where that improvement might come, but you just need to score five. Right. So, yeah, like you said, six is six of their seven back. Their top three is really good, but basically no depth, but how much depth do you need when you are only scoring four? Yeah. Which they, they will do unless, I mean, if there's some, obviously, Conway has had some availability issues over the years. Yeah. He he could win. He could win Foot Locker. I mean, he's that good. He has that level of talent. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not quite as consistent as some of those other top end guys, especially the top two, one of which we've only seen for a year. So we don't have as long of a of a track record on him. Um, I kept as I was doing the rankings and finishing the bios for each of these teams somewhat recently. I kept wanting to move Floyd back. I was just like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. But those top three are so good. And the numbers on Floyd are so good that I, I just couldn't justify moving them back. Now you mentioned they had another athlete that wasn't Will Conway. Noah Nifong that finished all state last year. And that was a case of like best race at the best possible time. I mean, like that was his best INCC stats rating, not just a PR, but his best INCC stats rating by like 20 or so seconds. So how recreatable is that? I don't know, but maybe he's just a big time runner and just runs really, really well at the state meet. But if we're looking at like podium contention, you know, Floyd only had three boys under 10 minutes last that are coming back. Now it's the same, those top three that those we three. talked about. Yeah. And, and one of the three was like 856 or whatever, you know, yeah. I mean, one, they are only going to score. Four. So can they score four? And the other two, two and three are like 20th and 29th. Yeah. That, then that's a podium team. I mean, yeah given that the other guys aren't 120th and 160th, then they're right there. But what are the odds that those, those other two guys are that high up? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see throughout the season. I think to, to me heading into the preseason, and we're saying these are all podium contenders I think the last four that we mentioned are kind of a tier. And then there's kind of a tier at the very top among the top two. And then maybe the next two. And then these next three teams make up what I would say is tier three of like pretty serious podium contenders. There's stuff for each of them that would make you hesitant to declare them like a legit podium probability. Yeah. But there's also stuff for each of these three teams 
that would be like, yeah, this, this group could finish really high up. Yeah. This, this is the Indiana runner preseason rankings. This is maybe not the order that you would put them. So maybe let's go through each, each of these three teams and then we can kind of get into the differences of like, maybe what might you have them? What, what do, what do I like about each of these teams that made me put them in this order? So number seven, these are your dudes. Yes. Here we go. Bloomington North. 19.9% 19.9% chance to make the podium. The Cougars were last on the podium in 2006. They have five of seven back. Two of them were freshmen. So we kind of talked about that. It's it's in high school sports. It is not what it is in professional sports. The sophomore slump. It is the sophomore jump. Yeah. I put less into a sophomore jump than INCC stats might. So that would make the 19.9% chance maybe a little lower. Although I, I, I think it's high. I think it's higher. Than that. I think it's higher than that. I think it's higher than that. Well, you think it's like 88%. So I, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. all in. This is, this is a, this is my group, man. I, I heart Cougars right now. Let me throw a little bit of water on your fire over there for the Cougars. They did only have two returners under 10 minutes this spring. And someone had brought this up. I think it was Lada, John Lada, who's who's now the boys coach for Brownsburg. He didn't he didn't bring this up in particular. He just noted that so many of the best 3,200 times came from the Carmel Showcase. So if the school yeah. didn't go to the Carmel Showcase, which his school didn't, which is your own fault, John. Okay. Um, that could affect how fast those times are because obviously that was a perfect night, perfect racing. Now maybe some of the heats were a little too big and uh, we'll look at that in the, in the future that 27 guys running between nine 28 and nine 36 is not a great idea. Um, but Bloomington North was at that meet and they only had two returners under 10. Yeah. Well, so you're a lot higher on Bloomington North, so make the case. Okay, Paul Pierce is where we brought you here. Sorry, I brought you. Here. Uh, I, I, to me, they're the most exciting team to watch, and and in part because of my personal excitement for them, but because uh, your excitement for Cougars, for Cougars, yes, yeah, okay. chasing Cougars all the time. But a, I think what they did this spring was so strong, and we'll have to look and see what the transfer is going to be going into this fall, right? I mean, Mitchell, Holden, the D'Onofrio brothers. uh, And then we have this giant wild card, Colin, in Caleb Winters. And what, how does he transfer an incredible 800 performance and ability to 5,000 meters? And, you know, we it's a big, it's, he, he's an incredible talent. Yeah. Yeah. And he obviously used was using the spring to come into his own as a distance runner. And he's a, he's a great distance runner. And he won, you know, he won the freshman race at Franklin central over a mile. Yeah. So now we're getting up there, but I don't know what his best time was last year. But I think it it was in the 17s, right? 
he he wasn't he's not ranked high on INC stats for even for his so, team. Now I think he I do think there's there's a chance he he could be he could be good, he could be serviceable, he could be a scorer. But that's I don't, what I'm talking about. I'm not talking right. about I don't think he's getting throw. down to say 16 flat. Right. But he doesn't have fall. for his team to be good. It's a it's a five man team not, here. Not to be in the top five. Right. He he just not to be in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs to now if we're talking about being in the top two, they right. would need they would need him there. Yeah, but I I'm not projecting that for this year. But I, what I am saying is I think this is a team that could be fifth at the state meet, and he would play a part in that being in the top five. Uh, and it doesn't have to be their number one runner, right? There's no pressure on him to go do that. He just needs to perform and his teammates perform. And as you look through this roster and their four by eight championship, and, you know, I understand talking about only two guys under 10 minutes, but I think this team could be on the cusp of something pretty special going into the fall carried on by the success they had during the track season. So I just pulled up, we're talking about the, the, the freshmen or really sophomores now for Bloomington North. And there's, I, I think there's four of them. There's right. Mitchell, there's D'Onofrio, the, the younger D'Onofrio, there's Gentry and there's Winders. Yeah. And those are four. I mean, this, this is a, this is a serious class. This is like, look, what are we looking at? Are we looking at the, the, the miracle mile results here for the, no, I'm looking at INCC stats preseason projections. Okay. 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 So, and this is putting in the, um, it's not putting in the track times. I think that I, I think when they put in his 422 or whatever it was for 1600 for Winders, that'll that'll bump him up a little bit. Uh, this Gentry kid won the slower heat at the Carmel Showcase for the freshman. It was like 1005. Here here's four kids right here, Gentry and Winders. Then there's like two random kids from other schools who aren't sophomores, and then there's a kid that. We know pretty well. I know better than you because I coach the boys. Declan Bowser from Carmel and Riley Champ from Hamilton Southeastern. Okay. okay. So uh, Declan and Champ both broke 10 minutes. Winders could have broken 10 minutes, but he never did it because he was a little busy running 150. Yeah. Uh, which, sorry, guys. What are you going to do? Sorry to me. Yeah. Uh, right. I wish you would have run 153 like a human. It's like a civilized human being. No regard for human life. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Of those, those boys are ranked 258, 259, 262, 263. From my experience, three of them are more or less going to be in that, probably two of them more or less are going to be in that range. One of them is going to struggle and not even be in that range. And one of them will be in the top 80. Bloomington North has given themselves two cracks at getting one in the top 80, which would be gigantic. Right. I hope it's Declan Bowser. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I respect that. It'd be weird if I said, I hope it's not him. I hope it's a kid from another school. That would, that would be weird. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Bloomington North? I Did you, you said exciting, right? I think there could be the most exciting team. It's play. exciting. If you're there, there are no, there are no or very few 
casual observers of the sport, right? Yeah. If you're into it, you're into it because your coach or your kid runs or your kid runs or you are currently running. You're a high school kid. Yeah. Those are kind of the three. But they're all also people that like are into it because they coach, but they're just interested in general. Like, yeah, Bloomington North is that this is the fun team. There's something yeah. there's something fun about youth, hopefulness, promise. That makes sense. This yeah. is the fun, this is a fun team. It's just it's less fun for me because they beat us in the full night. I mean, last I finished 2000. Plus, I'm yes, I'm married with two kids, so I don't heart cougars like as you do. You're messing out, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> cougars are going to ruin your state, me, buddy. <laughs> At least my state. I didn't they ruin yours. They ruined mine. They ruined yours. They <sighs> came for me, man. I've never had a cougar let me down. <laughs> uh, we got 10 minutes. Let's keep going here. Yeah, ten minutes and. Okay, I actually got it back to where I need to. This this computer is this computer is messing up. But then, what am I going to buy a new one that costs money? You know, I still drive. I still drive. Still drive my wife's car from college, and I just turned thirty six, so we've been out of college for a while. You have to All right, here we go. We got to we got to get through this, and then we will on our on our Patreon. We'll whatever we've got left over. We'll we'll unload the notebook on that. Uh, number six, Franklin Central. Speaking of uh, my wife in high school, uh, she went to Franklin Central. So I'm I'm a uh, Franklin Central guy uh, by marriage. Franklin Central in-law, as they call us. 34.9% chance to make the podium. They call us that. Don't worry about it. Uh, last on the podium in 2006, just like Bloomington North. Uh, the Flashes have five of seven back. And we're talking about youth here. One freshman, two sophomores. Yeah. Four boys under 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, that explains why they have the nod over the Cougars by that committee of one. Uh, I think Franklin Central, look, a solid front runner, obviously losing uh, Braden Hinkle is significant. We call him the field house. The field house, yeah. A serviceable uh, front runner up here, though. And I, I call Bloomington North the most exciting team. I'm going to call Franklin Central – uh, a very intriguing team. Yes. Really kind of interested in what they do. Uh, I'm, I'm on a, well, there's their team. I support my heart and there's a team I support in my head. And then there's this team that I'm going to kind of watch and pay attention to and say, I think they're kind of intriguing and they could find themselves all the way to that fifth place spot. Right. Cause I'm not sold on the team that might be ahead of them. And I like this youth and I like to jump and I like the very solid front runner and four guys under 10. I, I just, I think that this could be uh, the year for them too. I, I think that I'll be interested to watch what, what, what Franklin's team are going to get, what's going to happen. Yeah. And we're, we're running out of time too. And like we said, we we've got our, our Patreon, which if we've got more time, we do, an, I, we've got more, more things written down. They're, they're, they're not negative, um, but we cover some of this stuff. I, I like Franklin Central's chances. I think, you know, certainly when you get to the top 10 teams in the state, it's not like any of them are poorly coached. But in looking through this kind of like five to 10 ranked teams here, I would say that Franklin Central, there's a very good chance that they're the, the most well-coached team of this group between between five and 10. 
And I think okay. Valparaiso is up there as well. And I'm, that doesn't, that's not a knock on the other teams. It's just, I feel pretty good about Franklin Central's chances. And, and they're, they're young. They're young, but they're not so young that it's like, yeah, it's a little early for them. Okay, well, ready for so the, they could they could find themselves fit. So, you we'll ready see. for the team that I have fit? I'm ready. Okay, let's hear. Our committee of one, Brownsburg, number five, twenty one point three percent chance to make the podium before the track times track performances update. That's an important distinction because I do think Brownsburg will make significant jumps when they do that. Of all of these teams, based on the track season. Brownsburg was last on the podium in 2019. Here's the funny thing about 2019. That was the only year Brownsburg has ever made the state meet. Yeah. And they finished on the podium. However, Franklin Central, state meet last year. Bloomington North, state meet last year and almost every year. Floyd, state meet last year and almost every year. Columbus North, I, the last time they didn't make the state meet, I, I think I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, Northridge makes it more often than they don't. Valpo has made it frequently. Brownsburg has only made it once, but things are, things are changing in Indiana where people live is, is becoming increasingly more centralized in the middle of the state. And Brownsburg won the state championship last year in track, but in cross country, they didn't make it. However, they have traditionally run their best meets toward the end of the season. They just haven't really had the guys to do it. Yeah. And now I think they kind of do. Their top five are back from last season, at least their top five at the semi-state. They were 10th at that semi-state. And then this is a beneficiary of the semi-state is gone essentially really the regional is gone so it kind of goes from the se sectional to the semi-state and cut out that that middle round um but it's the indie area schools a lot of those giant schools are more evenly distributed so it's going to be a lot easier for brownsburg to make it in the future although i think they they were going to make it even if it was the same shelbyville semi-state Here's Brownsburg's foundation. These are these are performances from last track season. Okay, they're from what I project. Their projected number one ran four fourteen and nine twenty seven. Their projected number two ran nine thirteen. Yeah, that might be the best one two duo of any school in the state. That's what I wrote down, right? Con and Baker one two punch. Now, it could be too that it's like. Well, Carmel's number one or Noblesville's number one or Zionsville's number one is actually significantly ahead of that. And the number two is maybe not that far back from the other Brownsburg's number two. So maybe it, it's not an advantage, but they're at least hanging in with the contenders yeah. among the first. Actually, Fishers then would have an excellent one and two. So 414, 927, that's the same guy. 913. Number three, 427 and 947. Number four, 945. Number five, 427, and number six, to give them some depth, 434 and 958. That's why I have Brownsburg fifth, because their track times are so much better than Franklin Central. And I don't know that they're 
they're that much better than Bloomington North when you consider the sophomore jump and you consider yeah. that potentially one of Bloomington North's best kids just didn't bother himself with the 1600 or 3200 for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, but I, Brownsburg's ceiling is higher than Franklin Central or Bloomington North. Brownsburg's ceiling is, is, I think they like, I think possibly could Brownsburg beat, could Brown, let's go look at the teams ahead of them, right? Could Brownsburg beat Fishers? Could Brownsburg beat Noblesville? Could Brownsburg beat Carmel? Could Brownsburg beat Zionsville? I think the answer to that for each of them is yes, but could Brownsburg beat all of them? The answer to that is no. Right. I think Brownsburg has the highest ceiling of all these teams, but they also might have a lower floor than Franklin Central or Bloomington North. Right. But also if we're talking about podium contenders here, they don't have to beat any of the four added in their unit. Right. Correct. They just they, have to beat the, some, all the other, teams. Beat these other teams. So I, or could, most of the other teams, if, if some of those top four slide back. Yeah. And some of them could, I mean, one of them is, is like not going to finish outside the top five, but yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. How, okay. Real, real quick. Cause we got two minutes and we want to put in our little ad for Patreon. Uh, how would you, you agree Brownsburg, Franklin Central, and Bloomington North are ahead of Floyd, Northridge, Valpo, and Columbus North, right? Yes, I do. How would you rank them? Five, Bloomington North. Six, Brownsburg. Seven, Franklin Central. Okay. Because on INCC stats, at this point, it's actually Franklin Central is number four. So they're yeah. even ahead of one of our title contenders. Cool. All right. Well, we are, we've got one minute to go here. We're going to switch to our Patreon, um, which is a subscription service for $5 a month. You get early access and then exclusive access to our secondary stuff. And you too could be a uh, Patreon member, just like Alan Sager, uh, who recently subscribed, or just like Pat Moore, who gets early and exclusive access to what we have to say. So Taylor, uh, appreciate it. As always, we're knocking these out. Uh, looking forward to the season and I will see you on the Patreon. Love it. See you soon. All right. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They're my little guys. I love them.